Imagine if medicine actually looked at you as a whole, opposed to looking at you as a bunch of separate systems. Dive into Integrative Wellness Radio with Dr. Nick and Dr. Nicole to learn more about the top trends in integrative medicine, to learn about what the limitations are with testing and what you can do to start your health journey. Like you said before, and I know that a large portion of our audience, they are usually listening because they're hitting those plateaus Mm. and they're like, I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying to eat well, according to maybe what they know, what's in their wheelhouse thus far. And they're hitting up on that, that plateau. So for those of you listening that are like, well, that sounds really easy, but I don't feel like that has helped me at this point is that doesn't mean that eating well and getting out in the sun and exercise isn't working. It just means that there might be a roadblock and that roadblock might be something that's in your body that shouldn't be there. And the unfortunate reality of that is I did a, it ended up being a two hour podcast with Grace who, uh, who works here at integrated wellness group because we were, I went to Iowa, which is where my husband's from. And the lifestyle in Iowa is very different. And, you know, nobody in the family necessarily is consciously trying to make an effort to eat healthier. So get it, go in the fridge. And I just start seeing condiments that everything has soy oil, high fructose corn syrup, and I looked at Miracle Whip and I was like, this ain't so miraculous. (laughs) The ingredients in Miracle Whip were horrid. So anyway, it was such a reality check of how many toxins people are exposed to on a day-to-day basis from literally the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep if they are not consciously making an effort to not get exposed Mm -hmm. because that is how much the industries are working against us from the pharmaceutical to the food, to the farming, there are chemicals in and on everything. And that is a layer that we very often find that we are helping to facilitate some type of healing around is how can we remove these foundational roadblocks so that you can now get to a place that you are being able to maximize your healthy diet and maximize your exercise routine. But it breaks my heart when I see people that are like, I'm trying to exercise and I feel like I'm dying. Like it's so hard to do. And I feel so sore and so fatigued. And they're like, it's just getting really hard to stay motivated with it. And I'm like, listen, I get it, but you have to understand you have so much crap in your body that we need to get out. Totally. Well, and that's, that's exactly what got me into functional medicine was because when I am consulting with private clients, like I kind of just in my head, put them in one of two buckets of this is either just standard American metabolism. And that's the sluggish thyroid and the HPA and the standard American gut and fatty liver and diabetic and standard American gut. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I got it. It was Quran that coined that one. Of course. And he yeah. was, he was, we were chatting a while back and we we're like standard American brain and metabolism and gut and, you know, saggy Sam with the, you know, it was, <laughs> it was getting a little funny, but um, you know, it's that, right. It's that just standard American metabolism, which I think is representative of 
the plague that is unconscious consumerism, right? Because as you're pointing out and elucidating, virtually every facet and aspect of the standard American, standard Western, modern lifestyle is very pro-inflammatory. It directly promotes chronic disease and comorbidities and uh, a low quality of life. And it's like, we, we know this, but then there is that other demographic and this demographic is growing a lot that these are individuals that they were already metabolically ill because of that standard American metabolism, but then they got bit by a tick or they lived in a moldy house or they also had, you know, the metal amalgams in their mouth or they were vaccine injured or, or whatever it was, right. It was kind of that they were already ready metabolically compromised. And then they ran into, you know, root cause factor that just crippled them. Yeah. And the so, straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. And, and that's why I got into functional medicine was we need to be able to create, you know, these fancy sophisticated protocols and programs that help remove those, those roadblocks. Yep. So that way they actually get the reward for their effort when they're trying to be more active. They're trying to get outside more. They're trying to eat cleaner, but yeah, it's just like most people don't. And I don't say this to be, um, you know, doom and gloom. It's just like people don't stand a chance until they kind of wake up to this truth mm -hmm. and choose a dramatically different way of life than is being not just spoon fed, but forced down our throats through mm -hmm. mainstream everything. That's also convenient. So it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And it's but cheaper. I want to just even comment further on this idea of the straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, for those of you that have listen to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about this before, but my story is, is very different because I didn't have any so-called issues. I mainly got into this field because I wanted to help people and I did not want to do it through a conventional, conventional medicine approach. It's very odd, but from day one and my mom, you know, taking me to the pediatrician and it was constant strep throat. It was always an antibiotic. And I literally looked him in the face. I'm like, what else you got? You always give me the same thing. When I come here, you don't even ask any questions. I'm a kid. And I just, my mom would be like, are you going to take your antibiotics? I'm like, no, throw it in the garbage. <laughs> so I think I was just a stubborn little brat most of my life, but anyway, <laughs> strong -willed. Strong -willed. Strong -willed. oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, still to this day, but yeah. what I realized when I did my functional testing is that I had a lot of things going on, but the symptoms that were associated with it were my normal, you know, the low grade fatigue was my normal random dizziness. When I got up too fast was my normal random gut issues was my normal. There was always a reason. Oh, I ate too much. Oh, I shouldn't have had that. Or, Oh, I had heart palpitations because I drank too much coffee. And there was always a reason why I had random, you know, blips of these symptoms and what I realized is that I'm fortunate that I did the testing early enough that I didn't have that moment of the straw that broke the camel's back, but I was, I was getting there. It really only took one, you know, additional thing that would have put me into a state that I was really not functioning. Yeah. So when individuals come to you and I, we, we help you to understand that your chronic fatigue didn't happen overnight. Your debilitating joint pain didn't happen overnight. Like these were things that there was a lot of foundational issues 
And it took that one moldy apartment or that one asbestos school that you worked in, and, or it took that one tick bite or, or whatever it is, or it took that one life crisis, that yeah. one major loss that was the straw that broke the camel's back and pushed your body over the edge that the immune system shut down, the stress hormones started, you know, popping off, which then shut down your adrenals and your body went into full-blown inflammation mode, survival mode. Yeah. And, you know, we're trying to then reverse engineer, okay, you know, how are we now going to, of course, palliate the major symptoms at hand, but at the end of the day, we have to fix the foundation. So when yeah. you come into this model of functional medicine, integrative medicine is you have to start asking better questions as the, the patient, the client, whatever you want to call it, is that this is not about the natural, like short, simple fix. Oh, here's the supplement protocol that's going to fix all your issues is that you truly want to get better. You truly want a life that you can enjoy. You truly want, you know, good mental health and good sleep and to actually wake up excited every day is you got to fix that foundation. And this isn't about, oh, if I just take my, you know, my top five vitamins, I'll be good to go is, you know, you're working against the system. Like you said, that is, it's all around us. It's in everything that we've been programmed with since we were children. And yes, it's not, it's not easy. It's not, it's a lot easier to go to a convenience store or grab fast food on the way home. It's harder to get home and make yourself a nice salad or dinner. Um, but it's really just a matter of, does it become a value? Does it become a priority? Absolutely. One, well, as you said, it, it is exactly that where the people that come to us, they are already are in that crisis. They've already been really broken and shattered. And I love how you pointed it out too. And I think that's important for the audience where, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back is not always a tangible external thing, like a tick mm-hmm. bite or mold. It could be psychoemotional in nature, right? You know, the, the emerging literature on like, for example, PTSD of like, yeah, that, that psychoemotional injury, it's like a bruise to our nervous system that causes dysregulation that causes heightened inflammation and stress hormones. So when you look at the physiology, like the, the stress hormones and immune dysregulation is like the common underlying mechanistic theme of like, like everything practically. (laughs) And that's the hard part is it's like, we have to, you know, we have to kind of attack those elephants in the room, like the mold or the, you know, whatever it is, but we're also trying to like rebuild the foundation Mm -hmm. while it's crumbling while there's so much pressure and weight being put on it. And that's hard to do. That's like the real work. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and also what you're saying about PTSD, just to be clear to the audience is PTSD doesn't mean, you know, you got attacked by a dog or you were a victim of domestic violence. Like it could, but PTSD could be, you lost your job. You know, it, it could be you, you know, your dog passed away. Like it's, it doesn't have to necessarily be events that I feel like are more commonly portrayed as PTSD, but, you know, uh, like a divorce can be PTSD. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's a spectrum. Yeah. There are so many life events that we are all navigating on a day to day and it's not anyone's fault. It's just, unfortunately, 
conventional medicine is not acknowledging that this can actually play a role in your physiology. And I feel grateful that my husband has kind of branched into the Chinese medicine world and gotten me more acquainted with the idea that even emotions and traumas can live in tissue and live in Mm -hmm. organs. And when I really started to understand that, I started to see it in my patients. And I'm like, wow, like, this is no joke. Like, this is, this is real. And it's primarily because you would have certain individuals that would implement all of these amazing things we're talking about. They would implement the diet. Some of them would be, you know, that type A personality, like hardcore. I do not stray from what you told me to do. You know, they take their supplements religiously and they, they do some detox therapies, but there's something that's not allowing them to get past a certain point. And that is what really bridged the gap for me is, you know, I have to, I have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I have to get comfortable as a practitioner, opening up the conversation around these, you know, different life events and these emotional adversities, because this is not something to be ignored anymore. And this could easily be playing such a significant role. And I'm not saying that's maybe my zone of genius is to help them work through that, but having that network to say, this is a layer that's really important for your health. Oh, absolutely. As for um, my client and friend, Nicola Para has done an amazing job of bringing a lot of awareness to nervous system dysregulation through trauma, which really exists on a spectrum. And, mm-hmm. you know, it isn't always that severe, horrible, you know, it, it's a spectrum, it, like every mental condition is really a spectrum in a lot of ways, bipolar autism, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And, you know, even just like early life stress has been mm-hmm. shown to be a major uh, implicative factor in, in you know, uh, immunosenescence and increased inflammation as you age and all these things. So yeah, you know, that mind body connection. And, and that's why like on Instagram, I have kind of my little brain yin yang is that's what that represents is like, it's the psychology and physiology. I just, I think the physiology, if you know, your stuff is like easier to deal with and navigate, right? Like yeah. doing a, a fancy supplement protocol is way easier than like introspecting and digging into your deepest, darkest shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But in, in so yeah. you know, Actually, that brings up a good point because something I see more and more, I'm sure you'd agree with it. A lot of people use functional medicine as like something to spiritually bypass their issues where they're like, I want to do all the testing to find my root cause so I can get a protocol that just poof, makes it all go away. Yeah. And they don't even realize like they are literally running from that inner work that they need to do. And so a lot of the times... I think as providers, we have to be really careful about not enabling their spiritual bypass. And we have to sit with them and be like, Hey, do you see your behavior? You're like excessively orthorexic with your diet. And Mm -hmm. you might be focusing on that a lot so that you don't have to sit with your shit and own it and Mm -hmm. deal with that stuff that you've been emotionally repressing into your liver or whatever you know, for so long. So that's a huge side of that's it. That's like such an amazing, amazing point because yes, a hundred percent is I've, I've seen that. And, you know, with the way that our practice has even shifted because my husband, I don't know if you're um, familiar with Dr. Martini, but he has uh, embarked on a lot of Dr. Martini's human behavior work and is, 
working with our patients in that capacity from mental health to human behavior to grief collapse. And I feel so grateful to have that because, you know, we now will say, listen, you know, we are not going to overlook the elephant in the room that literally you had all these things going on. And then when you're, you know, when things really turned a negative corner was right when you had that loss or that, Mm. you know, trauma, et cetera. So that I understand that biochemically, you might not be in a great place um, to even go there right now, but let's do some groundwork and work on the physiology and let's then get you to a place that, you know, stress hormones are more calm. Your body is not in this fight or flight state so that this is something that we can work on moving forward. And that's, I find to be a really successful approach. Uh, some people come and they're like, let's dive in. I'm, I'm ready to, to deal with my stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's other individuals. You could just see it on their face. You're just like, you're not ready. That's okay. Let's, yeah. you know, let's calm the nervous system down. And then, you know, then we'll be able to bridge in these tools. But, um, but what you said is so huge. And, and it's funny how you said it because I've had those individuals Unfortunately, it's been actually a lot of men <laughs> and they're just like, they, they're so obsessed with testing. I'm like, we don't need to do two Lyme disease tests. Like, and they're like, no, 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 I want, I want to, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. You can pay the money to, you know, get these two $500 tests and, but they, we do all this, these tests and I'm like, okay, I'm still going to call you out on what I think the root problem is here. Um, but it's very focused on like, no, I just need the new protocol. I just need the new protocol. Um, so it's just gotten to a point in our practice that I'm like, listen, if you're not going to work with us and address the root cause, then you're going to have to go somewhere else. That's going to just kind of, you know, meet you where you're at and what you're willing to do, but I'm not going to have you come here and you're going to be two years in and saying like, you're like, you're not better because you're not allowing me to do my job. Um, so I've just become, I'm still just stubborn, like you said, so. (laughs) And it's exactly that and kind of tying some of the points we've made together of like identity where, uh, identity is very powerful and anything that threatens our sense of identity, you know, we fight or flight, right. And just more stress hormones, poor favor. And (laughs) so this is where like, I'm starting to see this, this increased phenomena. I get these inquiries. Oh my gosh. And these inquiries, like, you know, is this huge track record of I've worked with five to 15 other practitioners. I'm mm-hmm. 50,000 to a million dollars deep into my functional medicine journey. Wow. I, you know, I have MTHFR, I have mold, I have this, I have this, da, 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 da. I'm super complex. And what I'm seeing a lot of these people that are really heavily identifying as complex Mm -hmm. chronic illness. And it's weird where they almost kind of wear it like a badge of honor of like, I'm too complex for your average practitioner to figure out. I need that super deluxe. And it's kind of this self-righteous, self-indulgent, perpetuating their own issues. Mm -hmm. And they created of like, oh, I'm, I'm just so you're creating your identity as complex chronic illness. And of course, like if you keep telling yourself this story of I am this, mm-hmm. you're not actually allowing yourself to be what you truly are. And you're running from your authenticity in a lot of ways. So it's the huge problem that's, 
I I sometimes have to just turn these people away because I can tell just based on their inquiry, they're not in the psychological headspace that I can help them. They're just looking for one more functional provider to enable exactly that. Like, give me the three more. I want three line tests this time. I want the the more fancy protocol. And they're they're creating this new sense of identity. Mm -hmm. And they're too scared to see what is my authentic identity under this kind of bullshit story that I'm telling myself. Yeah. You can't help that. It's interesting. So one of the questions I actually, unfortunately worked with a huge population, um, that was that mindset because I got very deep into the Lyme disease community because I had yeah. such a passion for helping them. And there was a large portion of the Lyme disease community that got amazing results and they want it. They really changed their, their lives. And, you know, one of my patients who was, uh, she was 16 and she had a dream of moving away and she went, she actually lives in LA. She's going to film school and she's been able to embark on her dreams. And I remember thinking of her, of, you know, I met her at the same place where I met a large portion of my other Lyme patients, again, identity. And I was like, you know, why is she doing so well? And some of these others are not. And I realized is that she had a vision beyond, she had a vision beyond being less symptomatic or not being symptomatic. So one of the things that I now ask, and and this is really for the audience too, like for the audience that are kind of like getting a little pissed off right now, thinking like, oh, well, screw you. I'm sick. And you don't, you can't relate to me. I get it. We hundred percent get it. But the question that I want to challenge you to answer is, if tomorrow you were completely symptom free, you were radically better because Brendan and I had a magic wand and, you know, we, we were able to make, wave that magic wand and you were, had no symptoms. What would you do different? And if you can't answer that question, that's problem number one, because if you don't even know if you would take a walk or if you would get a coffee with a friend, or you would call a friend that you haven't talked to, like if you have no idea what you would do differently tomorrow, let alone in a week, in a month, in a year, then you don't even know what you're working towards anymore because working towards less symptoms or no symptoms is not good enough. And that's a harsh statement and a harsh reality, but it's the truth. It's the same thing. We're both entrepreneurs. If we did not forecast what the heck we were trying to do in this world or what impact we're trying to make. Like if we're just like, I'm going to get up and do a podcast. Like we wouldn't get up and do a podcast because why would we do the podcast? Who cares? Like who cares if I do it or I don't, but we have a forecasted vision behind how many people we want to impact. And we want to shift the paradigm of how people think about medicine. We want people to choose to have a healthier lifestyle. So they don't have to get to that chronic illness state. They don't have to be in a drug induced coma. That's why we're doing what we're doing. So the vision is far beyond us and it's far beyond today or tomorrow. And if you are a patient who is a chronic illness patient and you don't have that forecasted vision and all you're focused on is symptoms, 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 unfortunately, you're not going to get better. That was beautifully and profoundly stated, my friend. (laughs) Um, but I think that's so, I mean, that was like a really good mic drop moment, but it had to be said, right. Because that's exactly it where I think a lot of these people they're identifying so heavily with their chronic illness 
they're pushing themselves deeper into it. And like you said, I mean, let's say all of those problems that some are very real and some might be a little exacerbated in our own mind. And of course, this is where all the esoteric thoughts become proteins and your cells are always listening and Joe Dispenza's work and all of that kind of comes into play here where, you know, yeah, I'm a big believer in your physiology follows your mind. And so if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't have any, any symptoms, it's like, what would you do with yourself? And mm-hmm. like you said, if you can't answer that, what are you working towards and how can your body ever create a new physiological identity mm-hmm. that's in alignment with your, your, your authentic identity. Right. Yeah. So yeah, huge, yeah. huge, huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. So I want to wrap up a little bit here. Um, I love what you're doing because I know you have kind of three branches to how you're working, you know, with the public And one of those branches we talked a lot about today is working directly with clients and helping them along their health journey. And also you've been doing some teaching for about five years now um, in order to really help expand the knowledge of functional and integrative practitioners. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. And then I really want you to tell us about this panel that you're creating with DHA Labs to help people actually have an understanding of what is happening in their, you know, neurological system, their nervous system that could be causing them to maybe not mentally, emotionally feel at their best. Absolutely. No, I really appreciate it. It's, you know, we've been serving clients. uh, I've been working with clients one-on-one for like 12 years now. And uh, as far as how we serve them, maybe it's evolved and shifted over the years, but um. And yeah, we've been training practitioners, providers. So that's kind of been my main day job for the past five years. And, and I love, I love teaching. I, I love training providers because we, you know, functional medicine is exploding. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a long ways to go though. Like uh, when I got into the industry, I'm like, wow, there's so much going on. It's so big, but actually it's really, really teeny tiny. We're, we're yeah. far ways away from really being mainstream, mm-hmm. but I think the next decade is where it's at. So I think there's so much job opportunity for providers that want to become, you know, functional. And so I, I love getting to, you know, cause like we can't do it on our own. We, yeah. we need more. We need to multiply like rabbits with how many functional, well-trained functional providers there are. But of course I'm always looking at like, how can I do more? How can I impact more? So right now I'm setting up a 501c3 not-for-profit mm-hmm. foundation. And I have this whole elaborate scheme of yeah, we're moving into just doing clinical research. And uh, I think I'm in some ways better suited to just be a scientist at this point in my life. But so what I'm doing right now is I developed the mental map and map stands for microglial activation profile. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came up with that, I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I was I so excited. It. I love it. Yeah. Well, cause I, I had kind of, I'd been really focused on the, the glial system and microglial activation because you know, the activation and dysfunction of those cells, that's the common, like when we talked about neuro, neuroinflammation, neuroplasticity, that's really both regulated by microglial activity. And so usually when I'm talking to the public, it's like, I, you know, neuroinflammation, neuroplasticity, because they can kind of wrap their heads around that. But like Mm -hmm. the microglial cells are really what regulate that. And so Mm -hmm. what I was trying to do is what biomarkers are going to be reflective of microglial status? You know, Mm -hmm. are they 
inactive and quiescent, just kind of sentinel immune cells? Are they pissed off and pro-inflammatory? Are they anti-inflammatory and neuroregenerative? Mm -hmm. And so I designed this mental map panel to use all of these different biomarkers that are objectively assessing this. So, uh, you know, I have at least four biomarkers on the panel that these are things that are released by activated microglial cells and are very representative of that. So I designed it to be I mean, you know, I'm obviously biased, but I do believe that this is going to be the best mental health test on the market because, you know, rather than looking at like, oh, how many toxins are coming out in your urine or mm -hmm. what antibodies are floating around? It's like, no, we need biomarkers that are directly reflective of the neuroinflammation, yeah. the depressed neuroplasticity to give us objective data that we can assess to see here's where you're at on sort of this neuroinflammatory spectrum. And we can more, more importantly, track progress, like is whatever, yeah. whatever you're doing, whether it's mm -hmm. therapy, functional medicine, whatever it is, pharmaceuticals, supplements, all the above, is it moving the needle? Are, are these biomarkers improving? So I've actually been using this test with private clients for years and I just was like, how can I package this and brand this in a way that's accessible to everybody? So yeah. we're getting ready to launch that like October 1st, where um, I'll be the only person for consumers to get it. But then we're also doing all of this um, training for practitioners and we're developing a MAP certification for providers. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a MAP certified physician, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the big thing that's really segueing into the not-for-profit research where, yeah, the goal is to take our findings that we get the data we get from the map and publish mm -hmm. our findings into peer reviewed scientific journals. So I love keep, it. Keeping busy. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Well, definitely we'll have to bring, you know, align all of the forces together soon. Um, you know, I have no interest in doing research. I'll leave that to you, but definitely have such a passion for teaching as well on the clinical side, but I don't know if you know this, but I actually have now branched into, um, various certifications in business development. Um, primarily, uh, scaling up is one of my certifications and I'm going through my certification for something called three hag, which is three, uh, year hair, um, highly achievable goal. So these are all things that as you grow a business and you now have up to 20 employees, it's a completely different beast. <laughs> um, so it was something that I felt really passionately about because unfortunately in our industry, there is no focus on how to actually run a business to maintain your life. Um, I was, I just felt that I was fully consumed by always serving, serving, serving. And uh, at one point I was posed with the question, are you in a toxic relationship with your business? Mm. And tears came down my face. And I was mm. like, yeah, uh, unfortunately I am. And unfortunately a lot of other practitioners are. So yeah. I definitely have a big passion to help to bridge that gap so that we can continue to serve more by preserving ourselves and, and having that you know, that work-life balance. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's definitely all cool stuff and who knows what will roll out in the next, you know, year or two. <laughs> I, I love that. That's such a huge area. I mean, yeah. it's, and that's, that's so like, not me and everything. I might have yeah. to get your help myself one of these <laughs> days, but that's so huge because like we need to produce more well-trained functional providers, but we need to help them with the infrastructure of business so that they can serve without 
mm-hmm. getting burned out because it is, it's yeah. a, it's a tough line of work for sure. Yeah. So and it's also building culture because at the end of the day, one of the things that we heard over and over from patients is this, this place helps me heal. And yeah. it was because of the, the culture that was created by all of the employees and that is something that a lot of people are not taking into consideration. And, you know, I understand that there's a lot of people working strictly from the digital space, but if you do have a brick and mortar is, you know, is, is your environment truly a healing environment or is it an environment that people don't really love coming to? That's really half of it. You know, people crave community and, and interaction and they want a safe space to have those vulnerable conversations So, you know, we didn't necessarily, we just kind of created what we created and we then realized this was not actually that easy to create. So there's a lot of other companies that are just like, I can't keep doctors or I can't keep good quality people. Like nobody cares as much as I do. And that's really draining as a practitioner as you kind of feel like you're on this lone island and yeah. you just, you feel like you have to work the hundred hour week because no one totally. cares as much as you. Right. So right. that's not fair. Um, no. So, yeah, so it's, it's all good stuff, but I just love the work that you're doing. I'm super excited to get my hands on this panel. Um, let's hope that mine looks good. <laughs> I think it will. I think it will. <laughs> Uh, so my husband, on the other hand, who has had 13 concussions, he's done a lot of work on his brain. So it'll be a great baseline to see how that's all doing. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll be in line for it. So absolutely. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This was an awesome chat. Will you let people know where to find you? I know you got your little thing going on in the background. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the Holistic Savage is my Instagram handle. And I've thought about changing it. But I'm like, nah, I love like, it. I, I, I totally love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people choose to get offended. I'm like, I can't help you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, sorry, you're not my people, I guess. But um, no, it's fun. That's, that's where Instagram is my main platform that I'm pumping out just lots of free content. But Metabolic Solutions is is the business. And that's the not-for-profit foundation. That's the LLC. That's the practice. That's the Institute for Providers. So if somebody really wants to connect on a business level, Metabolic Solutions, but if you just want to tune in to see what's this dude talking about, the Holistic Savage on Instagram is kind of where it's at. And you have a podcast, correct? I do. I do. I want to have you on there too for season four, um, which is going to be here before we know it. So let's get that set scheduled. Yeah, for sure. Chat about whatever you want. Um, yeah, so check him out. He's definitely such a pioneer in the market and putting out amazing content. I'm always so impressed every single day that, you know, you're, you're putting out such good quality content completely for free just to really help educate people. So, uh, it's much appreciated probably more than you realize, but, um, we will definitely be doing this again. Thank you so much for being here and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much, Nicole. It means a lot. We thank you for being a listener and subscriber to Integrative Wellness Radio. If you're looking to learn more about Integrative Wellness Group, as well as Dr. Nick or Dr. Nicole, you can check out integrativewellnessgroup.com.